Welcome back to the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Kendall Aaliyah. And I'm Julia Renee. That felt like I almost like forgot our intro. And it's only been like a week. I know. Because <laughs> usually we film on Wednesdays and today we're filming on Friday because Kendall had a migraine. I was literally out of commission Wednesday. So I woke up the first time, really bad migraine. I had a headache the night before, but like usually if I sleep it off, I'm fine the next morning. So that's what I was hoping for. I woke up with such a bad migraine and a text from Chloe about like the YouTube didn't upload right. So I have like one eye half open. I was like dying. I go and upload it. I lay back down. I was like, I really feel like I can't filmed like I could, there was no way I could have held a conversation so then I told you you're like that's fine I was like yes and I went back to sleep I'm not kidding that was at like eight or nine probably like 8 a.m I woke up again at like 1 p.m oh my god <laughs> and I felt better which good. is good but like I think I just like needed rest but I was I feel like if you would have just gotten up you would have like been sick like mm-hmm. you would have gotten sick oh, and yeah. it would have been like a lot longer there's sometimes where your body's just saying like Rest, please. Literally, <laughs> we're going to force you to have debilitating <laughs> circumstances to where you just, like, you can't. Yeah. And then you just take a night-night. Yeah. And you feel and better. everything's better. Take a little night-night. I think I just, like, don't sleep a lot or enough regularly. So, yeah, I was definitely, like, a force, like, hey, you need to rest. Yeah. Um. Anyway, today we are doing a Q&A. Woo. Yay. <laughs> Kendall loves q We had Q&As. you guys. I love q and Do you not? I don't. Are you indifferent? I don't, I don't not like them. I love I guess answering I, questions. I, I guess I always assume I'm like, does anybody care? You know, like I mean, I they just think asked, that. but yeah, so we, got a, we got a lot of questions, <laughs> and it was hard to like pick out which ones that I felt like would be the most value to mm-hmm. all of our listeners. We also had a lot that were multiples of each other, and some of them, like we, of course, we got a lot of bodybuilding ones. Yeah, um, and we'll go over that when we get to it, but yeah. Also, before we get into that, the merch launch went so well, guys. Yes, thank you so much. I don't even know the numbers. I just heard, like, what happened day one, and it was so exciting. I literally, I had no expectations for how well it was going to go. I was like, there's probably going to be nobody that cares. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, a lot of people care. Like, it was so so amazing. I can't wait for you guys to get your stuff Oh, my gosh, I think I got my mug in yesterday. I haven't picked it up yet, but it's in. There's definitely, there's certain items that come a lot quicker than others like the the mugs are a little bit quicker i think the hats and the pump covers take a little bit especially when it's like our first big order and i'm like i can imagine that all these people ordered it at one time so i'm curious to see like how fast they will come i'm literally watching yeah everything i'm excited (laughs) for like chapter two of yes the merch kendall and i are already planning chapter two i had a meeting with our new kyp which is know your power um (laughs) KYP designer, which is my so my good friend Liv. They know Liv. Yeah, she designed my Know Your Power journal that's linked I in the I didn't know that she, she did designed that. the whole oh, okay, thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, she designed that. She was her job for like a lot of years is years is <laughs> was like creating websites, like all of those things. She's wow. so good at doing that. Her website's really pretty, oh, so yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah. And I guess I just like now she's moved into um coaching women like mm-hmm. life uh, life coaching and stuff so I was like she probably just doesn't do that anymore and she's told me well like I would I love your brand and like I want to be a part of it and I was like really she's like yeah I would love to help design merch and That's stuff awesome. for you so literally you're getting ready to see our whole podcast like be completely rebranded we have a photo shoot tomorrow we have a photo shoot tomorrow <laughs> we have like m- fall merch coming in. We also did a little poll too of like what you guys wanted to see. And we added some of those things to the list. So I'm excited. I'm excited. That's so cool. It's like a cool new chapter of the pod, which is crazy. Like, I don't know. I was thinking about it and we've been filming for like well over a year now, like year and a half. And that way went by so fast. I feel like we started like yesterday. I know. Well, and just how many things like we first started, like, holding our microphone yeah in a bed <laughs> in a bed and like sitting very uncomfortably and look at us now professionals yeah we're yeah. leveling up guys and it's all because <laughs> of you and y'all's support yes. and um just giving us a space to do what we love so yes. yeah I, I oh, won't go on about uh, that sorry last thing and then we'll get into q a just to like catch up i edited my first youtube video and i'm finally posting it when? this weekend yay which is exciting I forgot uh, so I it'll already ask. be out for those watching this yeah. um but youtube terrifies me so if you want to go show me any support over there, go show Kendall some love so I'm she can so continue to post. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, 
intimidating but exciting and i'm glad i'm finally doing it yes anyone listening is like finally oh my god i got another spam call tell them to leave us alone please anyway going into the actual q a yes we got lots of good q's Um, and we got a's we got some a's we got some a's um the first question is what are some red flags when choosing a bodybuilding coach Ooh, i have a few yeah (laughs) First off, there's a lot of coaches out there or like online coaches that have no credentials and no certifications, no, just like no actual formal education. And I feel like that's a red flag in my opinion. Like sometimes experience equals certification, but like having an actual, like I'm a certified nutritionist or personal trainer or things like that, I feel like is something you should absolutely look for because anyone could be an online coach. Anyone could be like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a bodybuilding coach now sign Mm -hmm. up in my bio. Right. But that doesn't mean they have any sort of credentials to do so. I also think that too, bodybuilding coaching is so different Mm -hmm. than lifestyle coaching Mm -hmm. like I get people that reach out to me and they ask me like do you coach people for competitors like no yeah same because it's so different than just lifestyle like with lifestyle you like lose a couple of pounds I mean not a couple of pounds but you lose weight and you're not trying to get to that level of leanness that's Mm -hmm. pushing past your limits like regular people on the day-to-day are not going to just do that like if they're going to just do that for funsy like you're a little bit crazy (laughs) but I think bodybuilders are a little bit crazy if we're doing that but yeah it's completely different with like the manipulation of water like the manipulation of salts like some some um, people um, protocols for PEDs and stuff like that like all of that comes into account and I feel like it's better Going and finding a coach that is bodybuilding specific mm-hmm. too is definitely a benefit. I'm trying to think of other ones. I've been blessed enough to where my first coach was my partner and he was incredible and he cared about me so much. And my second coach is amazing and he cares about me, cares about my health. Yeah. And I've never had any issues with either of them. So I've just, I'm just going off of like things that I've heard. I think my only, it wasn't even a bad experience, um, but like my only negative or a coach I didn't stay with, I think I was with him for like a few weeks and I was like, this is not a fit for me. Yeah. Um, and I was young and I didn't do a lot of research and he went to my gym and he's pretty well known, but I'm not going to name drop. Um, but he was just like a competitor himself. Yeah. And a lot of competitors feel qualified to coach other competitors. And I don't think he was quite at that level. And I was putting a lot more trust in him than I think I should have yeah. at the time. And you were really young. Um, so yeah, it's like for sure. You make, and especially too, if you guys are listening to this and like maybe you've had experience, like bad experience with coaches before. Um, and you know, when you're young, you're like, you're just so excited. Like you just don't care. Yeah. You know, you're like, I just want to like see the results. Yeah. And I'm excited. Tell me to eat no carbs and yeah, all yeah. this. I'll be fine. If you don't yeah. care about my mental health, that's fine. You yeah. know? And for me, I think that that's a really big red flag is if you are okay here's here's one thing for example too i had somebody reach out to me the other day and her coach told her something like you can't reach your goals without me and i was like "Ooh, that's not nice yeah that's weird <laughs> like in a sense i guess that makes sense you would wouldn't you hire her if you couldn't reach the goals without her yeah but also it's like that 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 way of speaking to a client to me doesn't promote joy yeah no i wouldn't want to work with someone that's like it's like gaslighty yeah (laughs) like (laughs) it reminds me of like a like a really like a toxic boyfriend or something that's like you can't do (laughs) anything without me you You can't find anyone like you and it's like i don't know if i want to i don't know if i want to (laughs) another big like red flag for me is coaches that completely disregard your mental health and if you struggle with binge eating so Mm -hmm. Um, this is also just coming from people DMing me like about their coaches and they're like, is this normal and stuff? And I'm like, well, no, maybe, um, I'll get a lot of people saying that coaches will just completely disregard their mental health whatsoever. Like if they're telling them they feel like they can't open up or if they do open up, they just say, suck it up. There is a level. What I'm going to say is like, um, just honestly, there is a level of just sucking it up. Like you chose to do this and it's going to be hard. That's kind of just a given and mm-hmm. a guarantee with bodybuilding. But there's a certain level where your coach should be empathetic 
to your mental health because we don't want that to suffer because if that does suffer, everything else in your life starts to suffer too. And then you might not even get to compete Yeah, or I'll have people reach out to me that they tell their coach that they struggle with binge eating. And honestly, if you haven't struggled with binge eating in the past, it is very hard to relate to somebody that struggles with it because all they say is like, well, just don't eat it. It's like, no, but you don't understand. Um, I had a girl message me about that yesterday and she's like, my coach doesn't understand. My boyfriend doesn't understand. And um, to me, it's, they don't have to completely understand where you're at because they've not been, they haven't been there, but being empathetic to that and having other solutions or maybe just, I don't know, just being nicer about it. Yeah. You know, but I understand there is a level of like, you have to suck it up. You chose this, but then also being okay with your mental health. Like my coach has done a really good job at doing this for me because and this is why I know that he's such an incredible coach. And I talked about this on my future or my future, my past YouTube video where I was struggling really hard after the Know Your Power retreat because I pushed myself so hard leading up until that because I wanted to make sure it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And I get very emotionally drained when I go into social situations, not because I don't love to be with people, but because I need to recharge my batteries. And I didn't give myself the time to recharge my batteries because I couldn't. I was on prep. Like I had to go back the next day, do cardio, be on a deficit, all of those things. And in my check-in, I told my coach, I was like, I'm just feeling really unmotivated to go to the gym. I'm still doing everything, you know, but I want to be open and honest and transparent with you because that's how we have a good client to coach relationship. And he messages me back. He sends me a loom video of like him going over his program. He's like, Julia, sometimes pushing harder because in the check-in I said, I just need to push harder because that's my response to everything, (laughs) which is not healthy all the time. And he's like, sometimes it's not about pushing harder. It's actually about pulling back. So he gave me like four days off because I didn't actually have time to take off from after that retreat. Mm -hmm. And it worked for me. Most coaches would say, suck it up, whatever, we're going to just continue to push harder. And that actually was so much more beneficial to my mental health and my physique in the long run. And I still ended up losing weight. Exactly. Yeah. Because he had empathy and you had less stress and you got to go into that next week, like feeling kind of like recovered, rejuvenated and like ready to kill it again. And I've done that with certain preps too, where I've like pulled out of shows and then I tried to make up for it, beat myself up, whatever. And I've had coaches in the past be like, just take a week off, take a, like a deload Mm -hmm. week. And every time I do that, like after the stress is lifted and my inflammation goes down, I'm like, oh, I'm in a much better spot than I thought I was. But you don't realize that if the people around you aren't allowing you to like take time to grow. Yeah. Like there's only so much that you can push, 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 push before you like overflow. Yeah. Something cool that my mom sent me is this, like, it was like a photo of this coffee cup. And it had like in the coffee cup, it had the words like stress, anxiety, like all of these negative feelings, depression. And it says like on the top, like you're, you can only hold so much. Mm -hmm. And it's so true because you can get to that point where you just boil over and we don't want to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And bodybuilding sometimes like you have to get to that point because you chose to do this sport. But those are a couple of the red flags I would say is like a coach that's like not empathetic, like whatsoever. And, um, doesn't really care about your mental health. That's a big one to me. That's always just like, I don't care. Just push it. Yeah. Sometimes coaches are trial and error. Some people love a hard headed, not empathetic coach. You have to find what works with you. I know in sports growing up, like I always liked the really mean coach. Mm -hmm. So that never bothered me. But yeah, there is that level in bodybuilding where your mental health is getting involved and your hormonal health and internal health are getting involved. So just make sure you do your research. I think a red flag is if they don't have any sort of like past athlete record of like here's proof of what I've put on stage here's like these other relationships I've built like stuff like that I feel like just do your research and you should be at least good to start and (laughs) you might not be a good fit yeah like get on phone calls with coaches Mm -hmm. like really talk to them see if you vibe with them talk about like what their typical program looks like what it might look like after your program because Mm -hmm. that's very important too like if they do reverse diets like what does a continuation look like what do they do for especially with bodybuilding like do they do anything with your hormonal health like do they help you with blood work stuff like that um it's really important like all of those things it's an investment 
yeah. in your whole yes. prep life and health life. Yes. Um, question number two, I think this is a two-parter, is what was the first step to being comfortable with being yourself on social media? And a different question, but same person, I'm assuming, is how to gain the confidence to start posting. Yeah. Okay. I thought it said <laughs> posing for a second. I think no, posting. <laughs> posting. So, so yeah. they're related. How to be yourself and how to like get that confidence to not only be yourself, but also post the dang thing. I feel like you I'm a good to, one. <laughs> I feel like you need to talk about this because this is like literally what we started talking about yeah. when we first got in here. Um so I, I feel like it takes time sometimes and it can be, like I said, intimidating or scary to like start showing more of yourself online. Um it's so weird because for me it's been almost like almost like a little like hill, valley hill. I used to show so much of myself on social media. I posted on YouTube all the time. I posted on Instagram all the time. I was always really deep and honest and raw with like everything I did put out there. And then you got a bigger I got followers. And you stopped. Yeah, (laughs) as your following gains, um, I've heard other people talk about this, so hopefully I'm not the only one, but it's scary to be like, oh, instead of sharing every deepest darkest secret with a hundred people, it's now a hundred thousand people. And that's terrifying sometimes. Well, Cause it's like, I, I experienced this too. Um, especially like growing a little bit more each time I grow more, you have people that are new and they don't, they come from like completely different places mm-hmm. versus you have like a thousand followers and all, almost like all of them completely support you. They've been with you from the beginning. Yeah. And then when you grow into like these new levels of like following numbers, like a bunch of other random people start coming in, which is good. Like that's what you want. You mm-hmm. want people to like, you want your numbers to grow, but then that's where other people that don't know you from the beginning start coming in and like exactly. Making- and <laughs> you, it's so easy to like almost assume that they know you, and it's like, oh, but I haven't like shared much about me since X. That person has like started following me, um, and I think I I was just talking to my boyfriend about this. Is like I think when that really hit for me was a few months ago. I like find mental health jokes funny and like dark humor funny because like those are things I struggle with. So it's like it helps me to like poke fun at certain things. Um, and I like posted this photo of me like on a floor like fake crying, and I thought it was hilarious. And all my responses were, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And I'm like, "You guys clearly don't know my sense of humor. You don't know yeah. my personality. Like that's a problem." Um, Well, now you know you're like, oh, they didn't get it. Exactly. Because I haven't been sharing enough about me that they they think it's a serious, you know. (laughs) Exactly. Which is no one's fault but my own. Um, So it's, I feel like it's just kind of baby steps. Um, I realized I'm the type of person I need to just like dive into something or I won't do it. So like, that's what I was doing with YouTube the past like two years. And then every month this month has been like, oh, I'm going to start this month. And then I don't, I'm going to start. And then I don't. Um, so sometimes you just have to rip the bandaid and like start doing it and kind of live that like delusional, that delulu that everyone's talking about. Start posting like an influencer. Who cares if you enjoy the content you're making, then like whether it's being received by five people or 500, 5,000 doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think the second part of this question is like how to gain the confidence to start posting. If you wait until you're absolutely confident to start posting, you're going to be waiting forever because it's not going to just confidence is not just going to fall into your lap mm-hmm. and you're going to be like, oh, I just woke up today and it's a Friday and all <laughs> of a sudden I'm, I'm confident. Yeah. Now I'm going to make my podcast. Now I'm going to do a YouTube video. Now I'm going to start posting on social media. Confidence isn't something that just falls into your lap. It's something that's built over time time I would never be confident I would never be where I am right now if it weren't for taking those baby steps earlier Mm -hmm. now I'm able to speak on stage I'm able to run retreats I'm able to be very open and vulnerable on YouTube about like the highs and the lows and show up on social media and not care about what people think. I'm only able to do that now because when I started, I was terrified to do all of that. You had to learn on your way. I remember when I was like, I decided like, this is the life, the life that I have now is the life that I wanted. I would do 15, 20 takes of Instagram stories, like trying to tell people Mm -hmm. about my fitness journey. I still do that. And I would be like, I'd be like, Oh, and I'm telling you, like, that's where I went. Now I pick up the camera. I don't care how I sound. I don't care if I stutter over my words. None of that. 
uh, same thing goes with like YouTube and our podcast. We barely cut anything out. Well, I literally just trim like the beginning. Yeah, we and just end. Like, trim the beginning yeah. and the end. Like, and if we stutter, it's okay because it doesn't need to be perfect. I feel like that's like a perfect example. Our first episode ever, thank God, did not ever air because something was wrong with it. But I was literally having a panic attack uh-huh. like the whole episode. Yeah. Like my heart rate was at like one fifty. I was freaking out yeah. and. It was just baby steps, just practice. Like every week we would come, we would film. And every week I got a little more comfortable and like got positive feedback, which is always like helpful and like kind of boost your confidence a little bit. And then now like talking on this podcast is the easiest yes. thing ever. And look, like it's it's so true because if you just look at like the trajectory of how Kendall is moving through her life, she started, let's say you started going all in more on social media you got comfortable with doing that. She's amazing on social media. She does like reels. She does TikToks and stuff like that. And then we started the podcast and you started using your voice and you weren't like holding the camera up or anything. Like this is proof that it works taking baby steps Mm because now you're comfortable enough to do YouTube because you've been speaking on a podcast. Like we didn't do all of these things at once. It took baby steps in order to like build up like the courage to go and do that. And that's all that it takes. It's like you need to have the courage to step out there in these small micro baby steps. And then eventually it leads to you being more confident to do it. It's not going to just like happen one day yeah start with just like photos if that's all you're comfortable doing i started with photos and they had they didn't even have my face in it (laughs) see we all start somewhere honestly my old like um like prep files i would always cut my head off too mine was like just body like head cut off in the mirror or i would like turn my face and it would be like hair in front of my face (laughs) and you couldn't see and now i don't even care yeah like i don't know burp and yeah and I'll just like pull <laughs> yeah, my like, camera whatever. out in the middle of the gym and post yeah, yeah. um uh, also another thing I want to add if it just like helps at all hearing that like sharing more of yourself or being more of yourself is truly like the best route on social media is like the supporters we have from the podcast yeah. are unlike any of the other people that follow me like when they message me I literally cry mm-hmm. versus like when someone on Instagram who knows me at a surface level messages me it's just like not that much of like a deep personal connection. So mm-hmm. like having a platform where you are more yourself and share more yourself yeah. creates those like deeper connections. And that's cool. That's what social media should be. It's yeah. like creating that real connection with the people that are following you and choosing to support you. Very, very true. Yeah, yeah. It's just like uh, the, the plain and simple answer is that you can't wait to have the confidence to go and do these things. You have to have courage in these moments to yeah. go and start because yeah. if you just wait, it'll never happen. Well, yeah, if you're even asking this question, it clearly means it's something you want to yeah. do. So why not just do it? Yeah. So whoever it is that asked this question, both of these questions, we best be tagged in your stuff yes. when you start posting your content. Please we, tag. Please we're going to be watching. <laughs> um, the next one we have great uh, experience with is how to deal with body dysmorphia coming off of a show. Yeah. We also did a whole episode on this in yeah. our, if you want a deeper answer, uh, mindfulness series. We've yeah. done multiple, yeah. we've done multiple post-show ones where I think we touch on it. And then, yeah, we did a full body dysmorphia one or two at this point. So I would go listen to those. Um, my biggest tips always, first off is just preparation. Like knowing that body dysmorphia post-show is a thing and that like, it could possibly happen. Almost yeah. everyone deals with it. Um, whether that lasts a long time or is temporary is different for everyone. Um, I think the biggest thing is being prepared post-show with what your training split is going to look like, what your nutrition is going to look like, how you're coming off of the show. If you have no plan, odds are you're going to like poof up a little more, a little quicker, not like with body fat, but with like water and salt and all of those things you're manipulating. So make sure you have like a clear set plan of like, this is the steps I'm taking post-show because that'll help first off. And then Mm -hmm. I'm always the advocate for just like avoid photos, measurements, checking in, like check in with your coach, but don't overanalyze your body coming off of a show. Like you were just at your leanest ever. First off, not healthy, not maintainable. Yep. You're going to gain weight. Yep. You, you know, that's going to happen. Exactly. You should be, you know, exactly. <laughs> so getting in your head about it and obsessing over it and being like, oh my gosh, I don't look the same. I did on show day. 
it, it happens to the best of us, but just remind yourself that you're returning to a healthy state. And I'm a big advocate for like wearing a bigger hoodie and sweats during that time period, just so I'm not like forced to see the changes. Cause I yeah. think seeing the changes is the scary part that can kind of trigger that body dysmorphia. Definitely. And it's like leading up into your show, you're almost like looking at the mirror obsessively because mm-hmm. you're seeing, okay, are we, we where we need to be or the lines where they need to be. So if there's a way that you can just, avoid doing that post show it's going to be the best because you're already in this habit of like obsessively checking your physique yeah and if that carries on to post show all you're going to do is stand in the mirror and continuously check so uh, during those times I just like avoid it just like blow past the mirror the best I can of course it's easier said than done but setting up reminders like on the mirror like yo stop body checking Mm -hmm. Only check in when you need to do your coach. Don't be weighing yourself every single day obsessively. I used to weigh myself like multiple times a day post show. Yeah. And be like, oh, I drank water and now it's up. It's like, exactly. duh. Yeah. You're like, of course, <laughs> like I food, we- food has weight. Yeah. Water exactly. has weight. I'm going to be heavier. So yeah. If you guys want more in depth on that too, go back to that episode. The other eps. Um, the next one is how do you balance and prioritize your relationship when you're on prep? Oh, Jesus. This one's a good one. I've had, um, significant others in the past that were doing preps at the same time as me and Mm. I almost feel like that was harder because we were both dieting and both like getting really lean sometimes you get a little more irritable and when you're both going through that it can be really hard um the last two preps I did I was single though so I can't talk much about it yeah you got any tips (laughs) well for me Zach was actually my coach for a while when he, he coached me to get my IFBB pro card and then we decided we're like okay there is no separation between like our relationship and coach. So he didn't know like what hat he was wearing and they would just like, and we also work closely together Mm -hmm. in business too. So it was like business partners, coach. Yeah partner I'm like this is it's like too do I many. need you to give me a hug or tell me to go do my cardio yes. like which person are we today so yeah. we decided like the best thing for our relationship was that I find another coach and it was a hundred percent the best thing for our relationship but bodybuilding especially with Zach not doing it anymore it was difficult for us to do it for sure. And it's something that I've had to work on each prep because I decided to continue bodybuilding and yeah. Zach didn't. So when we were prepping together in 2020 for our summer shredding show and then the Adela, it was kind of nice because we would just like do the same thing every day. Yeah. But also we were both so tired and exhausted and just like brain dead that we weren't really connecting that much. Mm-hmm. But at least we were doing the same thing. And like, if he brought home, he didn't bring home any food, you know, we were just like on the same path and had the same goal and mindset. But when he decided to stop bodybuilding after that year, I was going on prep and he wasn't. So there was like a little bit difficult for me because he could eat whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. And I couldn't. So I had to just get used to the fact that my life choices shouldn't affect his life because he didn't choose this. I did. So I can't get mad if he's like eating something that I can't have because it's my choice. You know, he doesn't have to do that. I feel like, especially for like, say the woman who asked this, like if you're going on a prep and your significant other, like doesn't even know about bodybuilding or like what a prep entails, I think just educating the people around you in general typically leads to like a better relationship with them throughout your prep because if they don't know what you're doing or like they don't realize they can't offer you food because you can't have it and that might annoy you like little things like that you just need to have those conversations and like communicate about it yeah definitely I'm I'm not gonna lie like Zach and I did struggle with this like in every prep that I do I get better and better because for me when I'm on prep I'm already not that lovey-dovey of a person like and Zach is like, he n- needs like physical touch. Words We're just of so opposite. I find it. So yeah. Funny. And me, I'm like, <laughs> pat on the back. I'm like, what up, bruh? Like, <laughs> love you, man. Bye. You know, for Zach. <laughs> so for me, I've had to adopt like a more gentle and loving type of personality. Yeah. Because that's how Zach needs to be loved. And during preps, I get worse. I don't really show any physical attention because I don't I don't have the physical energy whatsoever. And I'm so focused. Sometimes 
when I get so focused on a goal, I forget anybody else is there. And sometimes I forget he was there. And that's just me being honest about my experience. And it's definitely drove us apart in prep. So Mm -hmm. he would just be open with me and being like, I feel like I'm alone in this house. And I'm like, that makes me so sad. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I don't want that. You as the one in the prep also have to make like certain thoughts and like actions to keep that relationship going because you're like you said the one choosing to do this like your partner didn't sign up for you to do bodybuilding you know so you have to like kind of meet them halfway on a lot of things yeah and it's just all about (laughs) communicating to um how you're feeling because it's hard to like build up the energy to connect with your partner and like like sometimes like we would sit down to talk and he'd be talking i'd be like Uh, like zoning out (laughs) and Zach loves to talk a lot. So I would just like zone out and he'd be like, I feel like you're not listening to me. And I was just like, I barely have anything left to give you. Yeah. So a couple things that I would do is that when I had the energy, I would utilize it the best of my ability. So for me, it was like in the morning I'd have like the most energy. So I would show him way like ways that I loved him in the morning, you know, because I knew like, okay, Set the day up. I have it now, so I'm going to do it now, yeah. you know, even though it was very, you know, challenging. So I just like give him a hug. I'd walk upstairs. I'd come like sit on his lap for a second while he was working, like little things like that really meant a lot to him. So mm-hmm. finding the way that he enjoyed being loved was very useful because like that didn't take very much effort for me. Like going upstairs for a little bit and taking a little break and just like sitting on his lap for a second. (laughs) He's just like, it makes him feel so loved. Yeah. And even though that wouldn't be my first thought of what to do, I would probably just like not do that. But knowing that this little extra act of love is going to make him feel more loved later on, Mm -hmm. I'll do it. So compromise. I've gotten a lot better. Yeah. But then also there's the days where I'll just be like, babe, I really don't have it today. Mm -hmm. But having that communication saying like, maybe we can like hang out on this kind of day and we can set up this kind of um, date, you know, because there's only limited things that you can do. Yeah. It's, it's definitely hard because you can't like go out to eat and stuff like that really at a certain point in prep, like you can, but it's almost like self torture. So, but yeah, trying to do like other activities that are like, let's go sit at this like park or whatever. Yeah. Zach and I will like go on walks with the dogs. We'll go to like the farmer's market and like get, you know, cause at the farmer's market, they have like vegetables and they mm-hmm. have like prep food I that still I can need eat. to go to that farmer's yeah, market. And we'll, go to. we'll go there or we'll go and do like a game thing where we just go to an arcade and play games because Wait, that's cute. Yeah. There's so many other um, things that we've had to like get creative with on prep because we can't just like go out to eat whenever we want. There's mm-hmm. also this game called the adventure challenge and it's a whole book of date ideas. That's cute. And you like pick ones and they're all labeled too, where it says like this one's only in the house. This one you have to go drive and buy supplies. This one you'll need like a babysitter. So you can like also pick ones that don't involve food and go and do those date ideas. And it comes with a Polaroid camera and you take a picture of you That's doing the date. That's so cute. It is fun. Wow. Yeah. I so I bought that for us because we, I bought it at the beginning of prep because I knew that this sometimes it's hard yeah. like to to keep the relationship alive when you're feeling dead yeah <laughs> basically yeah. it makes sense i mean you're just low energy at a certain point the next question is how do you control your stomach on stage it's so hard yep i agree <laughs> yep my biggest tip i would say first off just practice posing like yeah. practice 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 constantly um also vacuuming i feel like has helped me with vacuuming my- has like a changed I, everything. What if you don't know what like stomach vacuuming stomach is? Vacuums like, is? Just vacuum the house. Yeah, just vacuum your house and you'll be better. But stomach vacuum is like when you suck your stomach like up into your ribs, mm-hmm. it's almost like when you learn that difficult of a way to control your stomach, you do it like I'll, I vacuum without even realizing I'll be driving. I'm driving. I'm like, <laughs> yep. why am I vacuuming my stomach in? Yep. Because then when you're on stage, like you have so much better control of your stomach. It's crazy. So if you guys need a tutorial on how to do it, I have one on my Instagram. I have one on YouTube as well, but literally it's a game changer. Yeah. I feel like that helped a lot. And then also just like, um, what was I even going to say? Oh, taking like really deep breaths on stage. I feel like sometimes if you're nervous or excited, like you can start to like breathe a little too heavy. I think that happened to me at nationals and I still think about it where like I was so not 
embody yeah. that I started like breathing your fast. Your stomach's and I just going yes, in, out, exactly. in, out, in, out, in, out. <laughs> so like really try to center yourself, take deep breaths, especially when it's like your solo posing routine. Yes. Like take as much time as you need, like to hold it, squeeze. Okay. Transition. Like don't feel like you have to rush anything. Cause that's when I feel like you can start like breathing heavy. And then you can see that in your yeah. core. One thing that, that my posing coach um, helped me a lot with, with my routine this year is matching your breathing to your posing also. Like mm -hmm. actually, it's almost like yoga. Like when you're doing yoga and they have you like breathe on certain areas and they have you breathe out on certain areas. Same thing with posing. You can take breaths in certain areas that you know, maybe the judges aren't going to see my face taking mm -hmm. this breath. And it's so crazy. Like, for example, when I'm in my back pose huge yep. breath in <laughs> that's what i was thinking breathe of. out then i'm transferring to the the front i turn around and i'm smiling you can also breathe like through your teeth mm -hmm. while you're smiling and when you're doing your transitions so just knowing like before i transition into this pose and into like my front pose i'm breathing in letting it out now I'm in my front pose and smile. Yeah. You know, it's like really matching it to where you are at in your posing routine helps so much. I do that subconsciously because when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like I'll definitely like transitions is when I breathe yeah. <laughs> and back pose is when I like inhale the most air so that I can make it through like my front poses again. But yeah, yep. I think it's just practice over anything. Yeah. Um, make sure you're doing like any sort of like core strengthening or yeah. it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. The next question is, what are the pros and cons of starting bodybuilding? Yeah, we had a ton of bodybuilding questions, and we basically answered all of those in the bodybuilding series. Yep. We literally have an episode, the pros and cons of bodybuilding. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys haven't listened to the like bodybuilding-specific series, it's called Bodybuilding Basics. Oh, all of these questions were answered, especially the ones that we didn't get to today. Mm -hmm. But I would say pros would be like the mental fortitude, the discipline, and doing something that's incredibly difficult and like overcoming it. Those are like the pros because that transfers into all aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I could do this, what else can I do? Yeah. Um, Just to add to that, I think like my biggest pro is like doing something dedicated to yourself. Like yeah. I feel like we do so much for other people or for like other things and dedicating one. like something like this is a goal for you and you only and you're going and you're doing it and proving to yourself you can. I feel like that's always that's my huge. thing every year. Such a confidence boost when you set out to do something and you freaking just do it. Yeah. Now cons. Cons, I would say it can be depending on the person, detrimental to like your relationship with food, body dysmorphia, things like that. Yeah, it can with food, with your mental health too, um, potentially struggling with post-show blues, stuff like that after mm -hmm. where you're like, who am I when I'm not a bodybuilder? Like, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. Potentially rebounding really hard. Um, Sometimes your relationships with people around you yeah, can change they too. They can suffer, like we were talking about in the previous. Like you just distance yourself from people, and maybe you struggle in your relationship because it's like something new, and you don't know really how to deal with that quite yet. Those are some of the main ones I would say. Yeah, there's there's a lot. So go listen to that other episode. Yeah. The next one is the diet part of the show. Really, the hardest part. I think post shows the hardest part. I would agree, but I think post-show diet is the yeah, hardest part. Yes, so that's like kind of answering the yeah. same question, but yeah, post-show diet I think is the hardest. I always found during prep my diet was the easiest. Yeah. Like if you tell me not to eat, like when I'm in prep, I'm like, sure. Like I have this goal in my okay. head, I'm fine. I think cardio was harder for me mentally. Yeah. Like if you were like, would you rather do three hours of Stairmaster or eat? zero carbs i would be like zero I'm carbs all day i'm like i'll do three hours of stair <laughs> no, master there's and, no way and eat more food like i don't know i just i i yeah because i'm just used to it by now like my preps typically i my body enjoys having higher amounts of cardio so i'm just so used to it that i'm just like yeah whatever i would cry probably at least yeah. once a week on, the, on yeah. the stair master for me it was like at a certain point the training is like second nature the cardio yeah. is like second nature the diet i'm just i'm 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 eating to fuel my body and to have the best physique it's not really for enjoyment yeah. or anything you like that. You kind of switch it in your you brain. Yeah. So then I, I think the hardest part is post-show. Yeah, I agree. Diet for answer. sure. Yeah, I really think so. Um, how to deal with seeing other competitors progress while you seem stuck. Damn. Don't look at them. Don't look at them. 
I had this friend one time when we were getting ready to compete in a show and she was looking and finding each person that was competing in the same show that she was competing in and and looking at their physiques and judging her physique against theirs and I was like this is so bad and I I do that but in a different way mm-hmm. I don't like outwardly go seek the people that I'm competing against it's so crazy because even when I was a wrestler and I would go look at my bracket to see who I was competing up against I would either not go look at it and have someone else tell me where to be mm-hmm. or I would go and just look at where my name needed to be because it would always have like the other girl on the other side of the bracket. So like I can just focus just on my name, what mat I needed to be at and go. And for me, I enjoyed going and just showing up and seeing whoever was there yeah, and not having any like preconceived ideas about who was going to be there, what they looked like, well, you know, you're like already how successful they were. Exactly. You're already just setting yourself up to to have a negative mindset going in. It's like, I'd rather be completely delusional yeah. and just show up and give the best that I absolutely can. And whoever's on the other side of that mat or on that stage, whatever. It's crazy. Like I did that at 15 and I still do that now to where I don't look at anybody. Yeah. And good if friend. I, that's a and, good thing. And if I start, and if I start noticing that I'm doing that, I immediately catch it. And I'm like, you're doing that again. Yeah. Remember how that makes you feel. It makes you start feeling like you are never going to reach your goal, that your physique isn't good enough. I feel like I actually did this yesterday. Did I do this? Like caught yourself? Yeah. I caught myself yesterday. Yeah. I caught myself yesterday, like looking, it was the explore page. The explore page always gets you. And I was like, oh my God, look at all these people. They're ginormous. Their muscles are so big. I'm so tiny. I'm never going to get anywhere. I'm a failure. You know? And I was like, wait, Julia. You're doing it again. Stop. So literally, I just mute accounts if I don't want to. If I don't want to see it, I don't go and outwardly search for people that I'm comparing myself to. First of all, it's social media. People look so different than they do in real life. Your journey is different than anybody else's. They're, and especially if you're like comparing yourself to people that have been competing for years yeah. or have been lifting for years. I used to do that when I first started. I competed. Um, first started competing, I compared myself to the Olympians and was like, Oh my God, I'm never going to be there. And it's like, girl, it's your first show. Chill. You know, it's like, I think we're all guilty of it. And you have to remember like bodybuilding specifically is a subjective sport. So whether you think the girl that you're stalking, like Mm -hmm. looks better or worse than you or whatever, the judges have their own opinion. So why waste your time even trying to be like, Oh, I look better than her. Like it's not up to you. Just like do your work that you know you need to do show up as best as you can the other girls are going to do the same and yep. it's up to the judges who wins. Yeah, like, everybody that's how it put is. in just as much work as you do. Worked as just, mm-hmm. just as hard. Everyone deserves to go up there and just like be the best that they absolutely can be. And whatever the judge's decision is, that's the judge's decision. Like mm-hmm. we signed up for a, a sport that is subjective and some days it's going to be your day. Some days it won't. You, that's the thing about bodybuilding. You never know who's going to show up. Yeah. You never know who's going to show up. Just try not to get in that like comparison train where you're obsessing yeah. over the other people's progress and not yeah. your own. Just focus on yours. Stay in your lane. Stop going out and looking for people to compare yourself to. If you still want to follow these people, but right now you're struggling with comparison, just mute them for a little bit while they're prepping for their show as well. And Trust me, it works. It's it's going to take a lot of practice and checking yourself and being like, yo, girl, stop doing that. But it works. I, yeah. still, I still do it. <laughs> yeah, just keep yourself in check. I've done it most of my preps. I'll at least find someone or I'll look up like if I'm five weeks out, I'll, I literally used to look up like the hashtag five weeks out. Oh my God. And be like, they're all so much leaner than me. I'm not going to be ready. And it's like, why do we do that to ourselves? Because we are looking <laughs> for confirmation for what we're feeling. Yep. If we're five weeks out and we don't feel five weeks out, we're going to go actively look to make ourselves feel like we feel. Yep. Confirmation bias. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, if you if I did that and I felt great, I probably would have been like, I I'm I'm on track and I look good. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's whatever you're feeding yourself already. The next one isn't technically a question, but I'm assuming she just wants advice. I have anxiety to be anxiety to be what? I got anxiety to be anxiety to be anxiety to be anxiety. What a good theme song. I have anxiety about being in a relationship. Scared my boyfriend is looking at other girls. Oh hell no. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just an anxious person in general. So that does tail. 
I can't talk. Trail into a relationship sometimes. And I think you just need to remember, like, you are with this person for a reason. (laughs) You trust this person. You love this person. If there's reasons not to, that's something you need to address. There's there's twofold, too. It's it's that with the trusting people. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, it's like, do you have that trust in your relationship? Also, did they give you a reason not to trust them? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Because I've had those moments where I'll think something dumb or I'll have a dream. And then I'm like, okay, but my boyfriend has never done anything to make me not trust him. So I know it's in my head. Exactly. So I don't project it onto him. I might tell him how I'm feeling and be like, I know I'm crazy right now. Mm -hmm. It's just like my anxiety has nothing to do with you. So like if it is like an actual trust issue or something actually did happen, that needs to be addressed on its own. If it's just like your own irrational fears or anxiety, that's something like usually you have to look internally of that's like, little, why am I having this? That's a little deeper. It, it usually has something to to do with how you actually feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if you're making them up out of nowhere or maybe it was even like a trauma response to you being cheated on in the past or yeah. maybe someone being unfaithful. I totally get that because these things um, start going over into other relationships to where your past relationships start defining your new relationships and Mm -hmm. you start like not trusting the person that you're with because of an ex Mm -hmm. who did you dirty in the past and that's not your current boyfriend's fault Mm -hmm. unless he gives you a reason to (laughs) not trust to not trust if they give you a reason that's a whole other story but if it's your own anxiety like also don't feel like if something happened in the past and you have this like internal battle or anxiety or trust issues that that doesn't mean you don't deserve another relationship like don't hold yourself back just because that's what you're dealing with I think just having open communication like I've straight up told my current boyfriend like hey I got treated really terribly in a past relationship so sometimes these things come up yeah and like I just want to talk about them it doesn't mean I'm blaming you it doesn't mean I'm coming at you like if I don't voice them I'm gonna get anxious. I'm going to make up stuff yeah. in my head. So I rather just yeah. voice like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. A dream that I had turns into a reality. And now all of a sudden you have another family in Europe <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you go visit them exactly. and you have kids and you're married. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's irrational, brain. but you need to bring it up anyway. Cause if you don't, then you're like going to fester on those thoughts and like assume something is true. And it's like, it's not exactly. Yeah. But also girls are super intuitive. And sometimes when you are having like a feeling about somebody who is you know, not being truthful or faithful or um, not in integrity, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you know. But then also, like, if there isn't any of that and you're just, like, worried about him thinking other girls are pretty and, like, there's so many pretty people in the world. Like, Zach probably thinks there's a bunch of other girls that are pretty, but. He better not. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) He chooses me. Yeah. There's guys that I know that are attractive, but (gasps) I choose Zach because. I think he's the most attractive. That's how relationships are. Like that's the person you're choosing to love and you should trust and know that that love is being received back to you. I mean, Seabum knows that I'm in, I I, I love him, but (laughs) I choose Zach. But does Courtney stay awake at night and (laughs) Seabum and think of Julia? If I ever meet Seabum one day, he's good. He he has no idea I'm talking about him. He can care less, but I'm going to be like, I'll even see Seabum. Maybe let's not let you go to the Olympia alone. I'm like, Zach, it's Seabum. And he's like, oh my God, shut up. But that's the thing. It's like, you choose that person. Yeah. I've ch- I chose you. You're my person. I think like tackle it in therapy. If this is like irrational feelings too. like yeah. talk to other people other than just your relationship about like why you're maybe having yeah. these thoughts. Um, next last question, actually. Oops. I just closed it. How to handle cravings on your menstrual cycle. Oh my God. This is me today. I'm on my period and I had five cookies last night, so I did not Dope. do a great job. Um, typically for me, I know, and this wasn't my whole life. This is like recently when my cycle is coming up, I start craving chocolate a lot and I used to hate chocolate. So I don't know where this came from. Which is crazy because when I did my YouTube video, I also have a YouTube video and we have a podcast on training, like with your menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And when I was doing research for that episode, there was actually like a study about why women want chocolate during, is it um, your iron? I wonder. I think it had something to do with that. But they also just like pulled a bunch of women of like what they want the most. And it was chocolate. Yeah. And I don't honestly remember why. <laughs> I'm, um, that was such a long time ago. I feel like, oh, my abs are abbing today. Ooh. Yeah. 
Yes. Anyways. Um, um, so for me, I know if it's like the week before and I'm starting to get those cravings, I'll buy things like chocolate rice cakes yeah. and like, um, what are they called? Just like the really low calorie, like chocolate fudge, like ice cream bars, like yeah. things like I that where I could have one and it'll curve that ca- craving instead of like waiting until the last minute, like I did last night and then eating cookies. Yeah. Granted, they were like gluten-free, dairy-free, like healthy cookies, but still then those are like when I give in like that, it's like, oh, now I'm beating myself up and all these things, which you shouldn't yeah. anyway. Um, but tackling the craving up front when you're having it instead of just like prolonging it and hoping yeah. it goes away is usually the best bet. Yeah, it's true. And like, obviously just, I mean, not obviously because people do this all the time, but like give yourself grace because sometimes you're going to eat something that's off plan and that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. our bodies are going through so much when we're on our period. Like it's insane that we have to do this every single month Mm -hmm. and guys just walk around (laughs) like, "Mm." all fine and dandy. I used to like power through my period and like not not talk about it, not pay attention to it. I think because I had so much like masculine energy growing up in my household that like, I never even talked to my mom about it. Like I told her when I got it, she got me what I needed. That was it. Like we never had a conversation. We never spoke again. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm the type of girl where I'm like, my period's coming. I'm going to buy myself some some ice cream and I'm gonna get a heating pad and like just live in it for a day or two and like it'll go away and then I'm back on track (laughs) yeah and one thing that I found too is like along the lines of what you're saying about finding like healthier alternatives sometimes those healthier alternatives will work and sometimes they might not but like when you are craving something that's chocolatey starting with something that is chocolate chocolatey that it's like healthier sometimes actually does work like eating the chocolate rice cakes like for me there's like this ice cream place that's like right by our our house and it's like lower calorie ice cream Mm -hmm. and they have a chocolate version and it's insane like the calories are crazy low for it exactly like the bars i get are like 60 calories and you're like sick i can have one or two and it actually helps helps. versus like me going straight to like a whole pint of ben and jerry's Mm -hmm. i'll start with that and then if eventually like it goes to that level where I want to get the Ben and Jerry's then I'll do that but I always start with like other options first so I think having some of your go-to like I'm on my period like here's here's the things if I have this craving this the craving I'm gonna go for those instead of going straight from like zero to a hundred but if it does end up going to a hundred give yourself grace yeah it does your body's going through a lot you're going through a lot (laughs) and you don't have to be perfect (laughs) anyway is that all yeah okay that's all that was <laughs> that's all i got yeah there's a little note at the end um we got a lot of questions about being like a fitness influencer or like being a social media presence yeah. if you guys want a series on that or like more in depth on that we could probably do like easily an episode or two just on like growing social media getting partnerships like all of that so yeah i feel like there's there was a lot of questions about that. Um, we only a- answered like two of them, but if that's like an actual series that you want us to do when we dive into like how we grew, how these things work, any like tips that we have, like let us know because we want your feedback. But I also love answering questions. Kendall so loves anytime. answering questions. <laughs> anyway, that is all we have for you. Uh, we love you all so much. And remember you are more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye.